a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, wait, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. That's right. We're coming to you live from the corner of 6th and Market. Beautiful downtown Ken. A little overcast. 58 degrees with our sore shoulders. What? Got a sore shoulder. I might not be able to go Sunday. What would you do? Were you raking leaves or something? Uh, great question. Nothing. <laughs> no, what do you mean nothing? You had to do something to hurt your shoulder. Maybe I had an MRI and it came up clear. There was nothing wrong with me. That means maybe I still can't go. Maybe I'm not tough enough. You're doing the show today. You're playing through it, though. I'm impressed. So mm-hmm. God, God bless you for yes. being a team player and, yes. and playing through the pain. Mm, unlike other people, right? Uh, you got to wonder, man, right? Today's oh, no. an off day, so we don't know what's going right. on uh, with Deshaun today. So we won't know until they put the injury report out tomorrow if he has made any progress with whatever that shoulder injury is. Yeah, no kidding. I, last week, we didn't even know that he was going to show up on an injury report. And yet enough, he did, really, when it came out earlier in the week. And then we found out Friday he threw the ball maybe two times. Coming into right. Sunday, all of a sudden, looks as though he told his teammates he was going to be able to go, couldn't do it, maybe tossed a couple of times before the game. I have no idea. Yeah, it, it's perplexing. Um, it's concerning, especially with the opponent coming up. You know, you would hope maybe you would have the Texans or the Cardinals, you know, during a week like this that you would play. Instead, it's the polar opposite. It's the best team in the National Football League offensively, defensively, coaching-wise maybe as well. So um, it's going to be, even if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. So that's why, JT, I don't know if you checked, the line is up to five and a half Mm -hmm. now again. Five and a half the Browns are getting at home, which means it's really eight and a half, JT, because you normally get three uh, points for home field advantage. Yeah, right. So, I mean, really, if you're looking at it, the thing is, I don't know if they could beat him with this guy, especially if he hasn't practiced in two weeks. Now, for whatever reason, I was doing some you know deep dives on the Internet and everything. San Fran does not play well when they come here, and we always talk about the streak, right? When Pittsburgh plays on Monday night or Sunday night, no matter what their record mm-hmm. is, they usually win. Uh, when the Browns play the Bengals, regardless of how good the Bengals are, the Browns yeah. usually in, win. Well, maybe we'll get lucky and hand San Francisco you know, their first loss this week. Yeah, not from what I saw Sunday night. And okay. the fact that they came to Pittsburgh <laughs> and they smacked Pittsburgh, which by all means is a pretty decent team. They're in first place, our division. You could look at it and say they got lucky a couple of times. But you know what? You are what your record says you are. Their record says they're in first place in our division right now for a reason. Maybe it's early. I don't care. Bottom line is this. When the team travels from the West Coast to the East Coast, yeah, you're right. A lot of times they don't play up to snuff. But they did then, and I have a feeling they're going to again this Sunday. Well, I I watched some of that San Fran game, and when they went out, when they scored their 42nd point, I forget which running back scored. I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, this thing's over. I don't need to watch the last quarter and a half. Dallas is terrible, but San Francisco is really, really good. They have yeah. good linebackers. They've got defensive linemen, right? They've got weapons at all three key positions, tight end, wide out, uh, wide receiver, and they've got uh, or uh, running back, and they've got a game manager at quarterback who has never lost an NFL yeah. game. It's a pretty solid team. It's hard to find any weaknesses there. And when you're not going to go with your best foot forward being our best players, and obviously no Nick Chubb, 
and a question mark next to our quarterback from what we right. saw from our backup last week doesn't give me a lot of hope. Do you think they go? Who's who's it? PJ Walker, Walker is it? Do do they go that route if Watson can't play instead of throwing DTR to the Wolves in this case uh, the San Francisco 49ers? I don't think so. I I think what you do is you try to coach the kid up and do the best you can. Because if not you're going to create doubt in your entire team. Why did you make him the backup only yeah. to bench him for a practice squad guy? Yeah, I after what you saw me, do you admit you're wrong? Do you, do you just say, "You know what? I'm wrong." Um, we, we, if I'm, you know, the general manager made a mistake, uh, overvalued DTR. He's only a rookie. He's not ready. So we're going to go with a guy who has more NFL starts than him. I don't know. I don't know either. And you can look through the league and you can look at all the backups around the entire league and say the same thing. It's an unfortunate situation that your number one quarterback is going to be, or might be out. And if he is, you, you can't rely on your running game because they've proven that they can't run the ball without Nick Chubb on a consistent basis. If you could run the ball a little bit, I'd feel pretty decent about starting a backup. A guy good enough that they didn't even give Josh Dobbs a chance to be the backup this season, even though they went out and got him in the offseason. That's what really is the head scratcher here is the fact that you have to have a backup. We know that. Why would you want to elevate a guy who's never taken a snap in the NFL? That's the head scratcher. Yeah, and uh, we have to wait now. It's the waiting game, right? Because the uh, day off today, and then they will start listing their player injury reports mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then you won't know till like 45 minutes before right. kickoff whether or not he will. And JT, it may come down to him having to go out on the field again on Sunday mm-hmm. about 10 o'clock in the morning and throw passes to see if he can raise his arm high enough to throw the ball 10, 15, 20, 30 yards. I'm wondering um, where the cutoff point is, right? Like, how far does he have to be able to throw the ball Mm -hmm. in order for him to play along with his pain tolerance? Because he can beat you with his legs. His legs are fine as far as we know. So where where is the cutoff? And I... you know, hopefully one of the reporters will ask that this week of Kevin Stefanski. Is there a yardage amount that he must be able to throw the ball before you will accept him as your starting quarterback? A couple of things come to mind. One, is this a smoke screen? Are they telling us the truth? Are they just trying to create doubt in the San Francisco 49ers because they give them that much credit as being probably the best team in the league? Or two, I, I don't know if it's a pain tolerance or how far he can throw the ball as much as how many times he can throw the ball. And if he can just throw the short passing game, maybe that's fine. That's good enough. We saw Dallas try to throw short passes. Doesn't work against that defense. You're going to have to try to stretch the field. You're going to have to try to run the ball against this team. And I don't know if anything will work. Yeah, it's – boy, he has just been a lightning rod for controversy and drama since they acquired him, hasn't he? It's not just Deshaun Watson. It's everything around, everything that happened – to this head coach and his coaching staff. If you go back from the time he got here, he's been muddled in controversy the whole time, whether it was a pandemic year or the Baker Mayfield experiment. And the thing that rings true to me is the fact that Kevin Stefanski came on board without his guy. And he never had the opportunity to either be involved in a drafting process or select his starting quarterback, unless he's the one who chose Jacoby Brissett. 
how how do they not have a guy like Gardner Minshew who's backing up in Indianapolis? They did, right? They did. It was Jacoby Brissett. But he thought Jacoby thought, in fairness to the Browns, now okay, Jacoby thought he played his way into a starting role right. somewhere, right? Yeah. And then he went and got beat out by Sam Howe with the Washington yeah. Commander. So he's what he truly is, a backup yeah. there in Washington. And so did Gardner Minshew everywhere he's been as well. And now he's thrust into a starting role for God only knows how long with the Colts. Yeah, and they're a better team when Gardner Minshew plays. They just are. And that's the experience uh, with, with Gardner Minshew. So I maybe if Watson doesn't play and they go with DTR, or they play them both. Maybe if they get you know just a, annihilated like a forty nine to seven, maybe then they'll go out wow. and say I don't know who's left out there as a free agent, uh, you know, quarterback as a backup or another team's backup that they could trade a seventh round pick for. But they might have to do that if this thing lingers. Well, the one thing we know is this: there's no chance in tanking for the number one draft pick next year because guess what? We don't have one. So you better try <laughs> to win as many games as you can anyway, or else it's not going to make a matter of difference. Yeah, it, it's it, it's very fr- if you're a so, Browns you know fan, what? you're you're very you're right. right uh, or you know what you do? Maybe you throw this game away and you just decide, okay, well, let's go ahead and take the L. Give this guy yep. another week if he really is dinged up and he is right. still sore. Remember, it's an injury. He's not it, it, he's hurt. He's not injured because if what we've seen or heard so far from any MRIs is the fact that there's no structural damage. If there isn't, or if they have to do another MRI, it'll dictate. How long he should be sidelined, right? Yep. Maybe you just go with it and say, okay, let's just take the L, move forward, because let's face it, when you look at it and you hear about all these point spreads and everything else, nobody expects you to win anyway. I said it yesterday, and I stand by that. I think they should sit him, take the L, and then get him ready for Mm -hmm. Indianapolis and Seattle and Arizona which are three very Absolutely. winnable games, right? Mm-hmm. You go from two and three to five right. and three if you can win the next three with a healthy right. Deshaun Watson. That's the way yeah. I would go if I were, uh, you know, the, the doctors, the front office, well, the, uh, the head coach. If there's a question mark, and we know anything about guys being questionable, usually means they're going to play. In this situation, I'm going to agree with you. If there's a question mark lingering over your starting quarterback's head, you might as well sit him. Because it's just another game in a series of everything you need to do to try to get into the playoffs, win 9, 10, 11 games, whatever you can do, take the L early, because let's face it, these teams don't resemble this point in the season what they might look like in weeks 15, 16, or 17. So you're telling Injury, me trade deadlines, yeah. you know, yeah. things can change. They can, can change. I... You can, we can all change. Maybe. Can the Niners get better than they are right now? Well, they can get worse. I mean, you said it yesterday. What does uh, McCaffrey do every season about week six or seven? Well, he gets dinged, some well. sort of uh, injury, right? But they seem to have depth, and that's, that's the thing that's scary about them, man. It's like, uh, you know, replaceable parts. They have, yeah. uh, you know, have one of those, what is one of those 3D machines where you can team. just, uh, you know, put uh, uh, the – uh, the blueprint in, and it prints yeah. out another one for you, and you just replace McCaffrey with whoever the backup well, is, or nice you replace team. Purdy with uh, Sam Darnold or whoever they and have. And you got now. playmakers everywhere there. You can just stop right there because they, they've got receivers that they haven't even come to life yet. And 
McCaffrey didn't light it up the other day on, against the Dallas Cowboys. He had like 60 yards rushing, but he had a TD. And it's just a well-rounded yeah. team. I mean, yeah. everything they do, they do well. And that's what you really want to see. You want to see, and they're firing in all pistons like it's the middle of the season. Yeah. How about this? Tom Pelissaro. I'm reading on Twitter right now, JT, okay? Three hours ago, Tom Pelissaro. You might say, well, who is Tom Pelissaro? Uh, he has 614,000 followers on Twitter, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, he works for the NFL Network. Here's what he put out on Deshaun Watson. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson remains day-to-day with what sources wow. say is a rotator cuff contusion. After a surprise scratch in week four, Watson spent the bye week resting and rehabbing. He didn't practice Monday, but did some throwing. Status to be determined for Sunday's game versus the 49ers. So that's what his sources are telling him. Uh, Our sources are telling us that there is no such thing as a rotator cuff contusion. That that does not exist, and this is a reliable source. So they're throwing out uh, whether he got it wrong or they're throwing out different types of injuries to throw people off or just to keep people guessing like you said. Uh, First it was a bone bruise. Now it's a rotator uh, cuff contusion. I can't say that. Rotator cuff contusion uh, is what he – who knows? With with the Browns, there's a – what was it? Roseanne, Roseanne, Adana? It's always something. Yeah. If it's not a rotator cuff contusion, then it's him getting in trouble with the massage parlors. You know, it is. It's always something with the Browns. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I I don't know another way to really uh, figure this whole thing out because the first thing that comes to mind is I don't remember him getting injured. Secondly, they, they hid this or didn't let anyone know until about last Wednesday, which we should have probably heard something, I don't know, when they go through walkthrough or Hey, by the way, keep an eye on this, but uh, Deshaun Watson may have a sore shoulder. Hadn't heard anything about it until the middle of last week. And then, of course, Friday, we thought it was still nothing. It, maybe it's just a little banged up or whatever. I'll be good to go. I'll be ready to go. Now it's a contusion, which we don't know if it really is a thing. And the one thing I thought I saw was him with an ankle injury or a leg injury the one time he got up, right? And they had nothing, you know, no reports on that. And how about this yesterday? One of the Browns beat reporters, I don't know if it was Scotty Petrack or Mary Kay, whoever, uh, was reporting that Joel Batonio was on crutches last week. <laughs> so so you're going to play the, the 49ers, defensive line and linebackers, potentially, with, uh, you know, two turnstiles at right tackle and left tackle, and your best offensive lineman maybe not playing, or if he does, he's not 100%, and Joel Batonio, that's why, again, I sit Deshaun Watson out this week and they can't say that they'll just take the L because that won't sit well with fans, but that's right. what they need to do. Yeah, I don't see any reason why to take a chance of further injury. If they're, How can you further injure something that may not be hurt? And, or, again, <laughs> it could just be pain tolerance. Maybe this yeah. guy doesn't have a high tolerance yeah. for pain. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah so he that, that's... A, Didn't he play one time with, like, a collapsed lung or something when he was in I Houston? I don't remember. Maybe. I don't remember, to be honest with you. I think so. I, off the top of my head, I can't remember that. Yeah, that doesn't mean it didn't happen, but uh, I, I just don't remember that. So, um, yeah, so if we get any more information, I don't expect there to be any today, right, because it's an off day. 
um, you know, we'll pass it along, but we're kind of in a wait-and-see mode with the, with the Cleveland Browns. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's where we are, and they're listed as five-and-a-half-point dogs mm-hmm. on Sunday at home to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, on the flip side of that, the Buckeyes get ready to travel to Purdue. They are 19-and-a-half-point mm-hmm. favorite. Is this the game, JT, where they break out of it? Is this the game where they go on the road where they've had trouble in the past? We've seen them lose there a couple of times when they were heavy favorites, right, at Purdue, right? Is this the game where the defense plays well, the offense plays well, and the special teams play well, and they finally put it all together? Or could they be peeking ahead to Penn State the next week? Special teams hasn't been an issue so far this season. Our kicker's been pretty decent. Return game could be a little bit better. Uh, Purdue is a snake pit. Every time you go there, it's a tough game, and you can go all the way back to the 2002 National Championship team. It took a Hail Mary, basically, to win that game. And the last time we were there, I believe we did lose at Purdue. Um, I I look at this team, I want to see them get a little bit better each week. Um, I don't put as much credence in the victory at Notre Dame now that I think Notre Dame's really not that good. Although it is still a big win on the road in a nationally televised game. You can look at last week's game against Maryland, and we all looked, we thought the same thing. Is this the game where the Buckeyes stubbed their toe? Well, guess what? They covered the spread. They may have slept walked through the first half, but we're going to go ahead and say maybe it's because you had a little bit of a hangover after a big win at Notre Dame and the bye week. You travel, you should probably think a little bit better about yourself. You're still undefeated. You moved up in the AP rankings. Let's go handle business. Three touchdowns should not be that much out of the question in a victory at Purdue. I'm with you, and that's, you know, I want to see this because I'm going to read, I found some news and notes about Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State that was released by the Big Ten, okay? And those three teams are all in the top seven in the country right now. Mm-hmm. And so they're, all three are, are very similar on defense, but the difference lies in yeah. the offense, and that's where the Buckeyes are struggling, which yeah. is hard to believe when you consider that Ryan Day is supposed to be an offensive genius. Well, you think about the way the Browns are, and you look at all the inconsistencies, and those two teams kind of mirror each other. You haven't gotten great offensive line play from the Browns or the Buckeyes. Your running backs are dinged up. You haven't had your best running back yet for an entire game at Ohio State, so that dampens the running game. You can't right. go play action because you can't run the ball and vice versa. So it's really terrible, and you don't know who's going to show up. When Ryan Day, this is a big difference. When Ryan Day gets into passing situations where it's a must-throw-the-ball-down-the-field, I think they've been a little bit more successful than the third and eights, third and nines. When they're coming from behind, they usually succeed. They've been successful in the passing game. But when they screw around for the first three quarters, they don't seem to get any rhythm. Can't say that about the Browns. I don't know if the Browns have hit stride yet in any game. Doesn't look like it, right? Even though they were dominant in two home wins, you you didn't come away and say, yep, oh, they figured it out. Boy, that's really going to start ticking or clicking now. That's going to roll every week. And 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 that that hasn't happened. The Tennessee game was a blowout, and they beat Tennessee, but you held Derrick Henry to 20 yards rushing. The offense wasn't a reincarnation of uh, the greatest show on turf, but it was good enough to put up, what, 24 or whatever it was? With this defense, if you get to 24, preferably 27 or 28 points, you're going to win a lot of football games because the defense is ranked as one of the top five defenses in about four or five different categories. I'll tell you something else you're going to have to need. 
Same way the Dallas Cowboys don't win if their defense doesn't score. Maybe the Browns' defense can have to score a touchdown, dare I say maybe two, in order to keep this within the spread against the 49ers, or even worse, win it. See, there's, and this may sound completely crazy, but as I'm gambling more and watching these games, and uh, I've come to expect the unexpected, JT. Right. The, the, the one thing, and, and let me pull it up now, because I, I forget who the 49ers have played, uh, you know, in their first whatever games. Uh, what are they, 5-0, and the 49ers? They played one more game than the Browns, right? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah, San Fran's 5-0, and okay? So pulling up their schedule, they've played uh, the Steelers, crushed them 30-7. to that had, They have a pretty good pass rush, right? Uh, they played the Rams, beat them by 7, crushed the Giants 30-12. to Took care of the uh, Cardinals, 35-16, no problem there. Uh, almost a 20-point win, and then destroyed Dallas. All right. Is Cleveland, I mean, do you consider Cleveland's pass rush better than Pittsburgh's or no? No. No, okay. but I'll tell you this much. Out what? of those teams that you just rattled off, we know Arizona's not that good, and they're playing with they a backup stand. quarterback. Yeah. Uh, that might be the same with the Dallas Cowboys. That offense didn't look too good with me. And Dak Prescott, he's an interception machine. They're not too good. Pittsburgh's offense isn't that good. We give the 49ers a little bit too much credit. Well, here was my point. Is this the first time Josh Purdy is – wait, is it Josh Purdy? No. Who's, who's Brock, the quarterback? Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy. All right, Brock Purdy. Is this the first time that he is going to face a – uh, dominating defensive line? The answer is no, because they did play Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, but it was the first week of the season, mm-hmm. right? As of late, the Steelers' defensive line looks fantastic. But still, uh, you know, the, rotating those guys and with Jim Schwartz, I'm wondering if this is the game where Brock Purdy has fumbles or turn, uh-huh. you know, throws interceptions, and therefore the it keeps the Browns in the game. And could the Browns steal a game against the 49ers like the Steelers stole a game against Baltimore this past Anything week. can happen in the NFL. I don't see it happening. And you want to give credit to a good defense? We thought the good defense was the Dallas Cowboys, led by Micah Parsons. Well, they neutralized right. him. Now, if the Browns have more pieces, parts than the Cowboys, then maybe they can hang with this team. I just don't feel confident, especially, and going back to the way we started this entire conversation, if you don't have QB1 there, how are you going to score any points? You got to score points in this league. Yeah, and that and otherwise or other times you would say, "Hey, just give the ball to Nick Chubb; he'll help you." Well, you don't have that option either, right? Yeah. So your top two options: one is out for sure, the other may be out as well, or if he plays, he's not a hundred percent. So yeah, scoring points is going to be a challenge, and that's where special teams or de- you know the Browns' defense might have to score at least seven points and set them up for another three or seven to have a chance in this game. Mm-hmm. That's what so, I say, yeah. But but when you get back to the Buckeyes going on the road, you know, we don't know yet if Travion Henderson is going to play. So that means uh, Chip Trainum and um, who's the other kid, uh, number three, the bowling ball that they use? Trainum. Mayan Williams. Oh, man. Uh, Mayan okay. Williams, right? And so you got healthy wide receivers, a healthy tight end who's having a hell of a year, all-American type year for Cade Stover, right? A quarterback who's been inconsistent, but when he's been on, he's been you know really good late in games. I, I, 
I'm debating on whether or not I bet on the Buckeyes and say this is the week, give the points, take the Buckeyes. The one thing that makes me concerned about it is Penn State is looming the following week, and might they be peeking ahead, and therefore they just eke out a win on the road at Purdue. We'll find out. Hey, let's change gears when we come back, JT. Cavaliers open up their preseason tonight against Atlanta. The radio voice of the Cavaliers, Tim Alcorn, joins us next. And then at 4 o'clock, we're going to talk NASCAR racing with the owner of Colleg Racing, Matt Colleg, and he's also one of your co-owners of the Guardians.